Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the Next Team Podcast, episode 6. I'm your host BK, I'm back after my one week hiatus because uh, I wasn't feeling well but uh, we are back and it's all normal. I'm fine and uh, we can resume as normal. So before we start the show, I want to uh, let you guys know, just follow us on Instagram. We are on Instagram as at the next team SG. Uh, to participate in our weekly fan polls for shouts from the stands. And uh, catch us on Spotify and YouTube as The Next Team Podcast. Uh, and don't forget to follow us on all these platforms. So, without further ado, what's up boys? How are you all doing? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing good. What's up guys? What a delectable okay. medley of footballing splendor. Wow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... uh. As usual, let's just start with uh, recent results. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Chelsea, Atletico Madrid. Chelsea won, Atletico Madrid nil. So, what are our thoughts on that? Big man, Giroud. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> Giroud's... I think we should start by saying that was an incredible goal. Yes, that was, uh, yeah. that was out of this world. <laughs> yeah. Scoring yeah. overhead kick in a Champions League is like something... It's like, I don't know. It's becoming a recurring thing like, every season, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, something about Giroud and spectacular goals. Yeah, I yeah, might yeah. be wrong on this. I might be wrong on this, but didn't uh, Mkhitaryan score uh, a scorpion kick immediately after he scored a scorpion? No, kick he scored well? it before, right? Yeah, the week yeah. before Mkhitaryan scored. I mean, so, that was offside. That's another thing. But uh, <laughs> the week after, yeah, but it's still a fantastic goal. Okay, I'm not taking away anything. But uh, yeah, Giroud scored the next week, like, And then the following week, they equalized against Bournemouth, and he was out celebrating. I think the three uh, yeah, draw. Yeah, I think Arjun yeah, would remember yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Everyone was grabbing the ball and going back, yeah. and Giroud was doing the scorpion <laughs> kick celebration. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think you know what's the perfect way to describe it now. His goals are prolific, but he's not a prolific goal scorer. You get it. Mm. I think I think like the the way he scores and like the clutch moments is like so important. But he doesn't do it week in week out. That he goes under the radar. He's not your twenty goals. He's I think he's the perfect number two striker. Honestly, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think he's he's a very good off the bench striker. Yeah, super sub basically. And I'm quite afraid because he's probably starting. Later tonight against us, so yeah, it's actually a very strong possibility. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he starts ahead of Werner. I think four, Werner. Four, four, four I think on four maybe. maybe right, does he start both of them? Tuchel actually. Yes. Uh, he did he, did he start? He, did he start both of them the other night against Atletico? Let me just double oh. confirm that. Uh, I think Werner and I think yeah, Werner played, but but I think we also need to talk about Atletico. Uh, the Spanish Burnley, as they say. <laughs> as yeah, Liverpool fans, I, you all know how they beat Oh, yeah. Uh, just to confirm, he actually started both of them. Giroud played up top and uh, he played Werner Mountain. Played he played Mountain Werner on the... I don't know what you call it. Like. At, yeah. he, he played two number 10s, actually. So yeah, Actually, yeah. The, the two-striker system suits Giroud perfectly. I mean, that's how France set up uh, for the, uh-huh. for the yeah. World Cup. So... Uh, yeah. Like Griezmann was the runner and then Giroud would always try to find a flick on to him and then yeah, they really work well together. So maybe yeah. that's what Tuchel is trying to recreate. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Old fashioned tactics for old fashioned striker. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> two up top. Yeah. Two up top is two like, up top the is, is the like fast one and the fast one and the tall one basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. yeah, I think uh, Atletico Madrid, they I I feel like we don't criticize them enough. 
because I don't know like I don't feel like their style of football is the best like I don't know personally no but I think no I mean it, like, it brings defensive results, football that's why that's why you're meaning right yeah they play like, like 6-3-1 apparently against Chelsea at one point on time oh, wow. which was like mad <laughs> and you're like they, they played what sorry 6-3-1 like formation Oh, six three. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's Atletico. They have been doing that yeah. ever since Simeone took over. But you are technically home, though. Like uh, Chelsea yeah. were playing away this game, so yeah. it was like kind of. It, it is a legitimate yeah. style of play, like You can't like yeah. just take it away from them. Yeah. You see, like they are actually top of. I'm just looking at the the La Liga table right now. They are like on. They are two points clear of Barca with two games in hand, and the next two games is against Villarreal. Okay, just they are one against Real Madrid after that, but. Mm. You would think that they're going to extend the lead, like so. I'm going to remain at two points, like quite mm. unlikely. But yeah, so right. it served them well for the majority of the season. So one bad game doesn't mean that oh the whole style of play should be should be thrown out the window, like it's been working out well for them in the long term. Even attacking football doesn't always guarantee you results. So to be very yeah. honest, yeah, Chelsea do not have it in the bag uh, by any means. Yeah, but uh, yeah. it's definitely a surprising surprising result. Because I don't think yeah, anyone of us yeah, gave yeah, Chelsea yeah. a chance, especially yeah, after yeah. Lampard got sacked. Okay, I mean we all thought that Tuchel, yeah, maybe it's a new manager bounce, all that. But to be fair, he, to be fair to him, he's been doing well at his uh, short stay at the club so far. I don't yeah, think it's yeah, a surprising result. Yeah, so mm. hopefully we end that. But the tonight. thing about the yeah. thing about Atletico Madrid is it's almost become their identity right now, like the the whole the defensive block. Uh, I don't think it's as bad as some people say it is. Like. I don't think they are like Burnley bad or or West Brom under Pulis bad, but <laughs> but they are still pre- like their identity is very defensive, which is ironic because the oh the the last four or five strikers they've had are are world beater kind of strikers. They have Suarez now, Griezmann. They had Aguero at one point. Felix yeah. Falcao. Joe Felix. Joe Felix. Ah, uh, Joe Felix. So yeah. I mean, has Joe Felix been performing though? Okay? Yeah, this isn't yes. This isn't yes. <laughs> he's supposedly really. Yeah, yeah, he's improved a lot from last season. Mm. Okay, I but maybe that's that. maybe that's part of it, right? BK, you have yeah, world class strikers, and then the rest of your team can focus more on the defending. Yeah, when but, you see uh, when you see uh, Suarez this season, he's been probably the main player for them in the attack. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. that's how they uh, that's how Simeone has set up to let maybe one or two attackers take the lead, and the rest of yep. the team can focus on uh, just staying back and holding the line. Yep. Yeah, but uh, what I think the point I was trying to say is like, if they were playing, let's say they were playing almost like a Man City type of football, let's say, so how many goals could those have striker, uh, those strikers have gotten? Like, yeah, that that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, but yeah, but do they also it's have just the, a hypothetical. To be fair, Man City also have many different scorers every time. So yeah, I mean, and I I get what you mean, lah. But yeah, I'm just Atletico, saying that Atletico Madrid don't need saving, ah, so. Yeah, like personally, I'm I'm extremely shocked by this result. But uh, what? Yeah. What? Also, what do you feel about Simeone? Do you do you all, like put him in par with like Klopp, Mourinho, all this, or like do you think he's I in think, the next bracket? I think the I think the lack of silverware is jarring, mm. because mm. uh okay, I mean I say lack of silverware, but what has he won the <laughs> he's won the La Liga twice, right? Or yeah. Once. Once or twice, right? Once, I think. He's probably won it, lah. I mean, but to but to not in that, the recent years, right? To be fair, yeah. to be fair, to in La Liga, your Madrids and your Barca's are always there. I mean, now yeah, they have had a dip yeah. in form, 
but mm. yeah that, that's the thing yeah, so like so madrid and uh, barca have always been so dominant over the years so it's a bit unfair to criticize to say that he doesn't have silverware but yeah i mean i, I think he's still a very good manager la. he's like yeah. one of those like unlucky managers i would say like poch maybe who hasn't ha- had as nearly as much silverware as they should at, at least yeah, given absolutely. the talent of their manager, management style like yeah. all that like yeah. and to be fair to him he's uh simeone has reached a lot of finals as well already only to be beaten by real madrid or or barcelona so mm. yeah. yeah you you have to you have to feel for him they were very close to winning that champions league final uh. then ramos oh no eh. oh yes honestly quite sad was it 15 16 was it i think so yeah 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 i it think it's the peak, it was the first champions league that real madrid won like yeah, after yeah, a long yeah. long time yeah uh okay so uh Yep, with that uh, I think we are done about Chelsea and Atletico Madrid. <laughs> and uh we move on to Man U versus Real Sociedad nil-nil. So okay. come on, Man U fans I'm sure you have a lot to say. Pramod I'm sure you have a lot to say. <laughs> okay, so okay lah, this is not really a rant, it's more like once again the cluelessness of Sociedad I'm trying to like bring out to you. So mm-hmm. he essentially played a pretty strong team like he had Bruno and then half time brought on Rashford and stuff, but we still created like four big chances in the whole game which doesn't make sense because you're playing a depleted real societal team and another thing i don't understand is why you are, why are you bringing on rashford when you have to rest him for the weekend and you have a fourn in that's something also i don't understand but it also further uh, shows like highlights the point that you're adding on more attacking talent on the pitch and we still fail to create any chances and it's quite it's quite it, it just shows that we are a team that relies on individual brilliance and like freestyle football like there's no like proper tactic you just bring whoever on and then at one point like you see like the wingers they are like getting overlap too like the wingers position is like so low the pitch so down the pitch uh, like towards their own half and it's just like all over the place so it's just like i i i don't understand what what he's doing yeah it's quite it's quite terrible but okay lah we what? have the lead but which whatever. minute did rashford come on half time half time half time Who Which was when it's Bruno was sent off. Okay, but I I still think the word clueless is a bit too. He took off Bruno. Okay, yeah, he Bru- took off Bruno for. He Rashford. took off Bruno. That's a. I mean, to be fair, Bruno is our main player. He he is going to start against Chelsea, so he's resting Bruno. He's yeah, giving Bruno forty five. He's giving uh, Rashford forty five. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Pramo, would you would you <laughs> rather like Bruno his... play or Rashford play against uh, against uh, Chelsea? I I would say both, uh, but. But okay lah, I, I no. My question said, would you rather Bruno Rashford? <laughs> <laughs> we need both equally, like I feel. Okay, who really? is more important? Okay, There's but, one okay, player we, more important clearly here. I don't think it's a. Of course lah, Bruno. <laughs> but like, if we have yeah. a four nil lead, why are you risking them when they have like three days to play? I think okay. You you think about it. If we play some young kid, what if we? What if some by some miracle we lose five zero? I'm I'm saying hypothetically lah. Let's say we play a we complete did, like new team. We want to risk. We did play like Shola and sorry. You brought the sixteen-year-old dude. Yeah, sh- sh- yeah, the yeah, yeah. I I know. Yeah, but st- what I'm so, saying is, oh, so your point, your point being here is that he should have rested more players, right? Is that what you're saying? And I I would say I would say that he, the I'm picking two sides, lah. Either you rest mm. more or like you you and then also even if even with all the talent, we are failing to create anything against such a lowly rated side. So I, I don't think I they are okay. First of all, right, I need to correct you there. I don't think they are lowly rated side at all. They are pretty. pretty good players la i think mikel marino mikel marino is a very good defensive uh, midfielder oyarzabal actually very good. i know i know he missed the penalty in the match but 
he is still a very good player uh, isak is a up and coming striker yanuzai yeah i mean uh, enough said la united yeah, talent yeah. <laughs> no i'm just kidding yeah but uh, i mean they're not you can't just dismiss them as a horrible side la i mean to be very honest yeah. i i thought that sociedad would be a tricky fixture and the fact that we got the job done in the first leg itself thought is very commendable and to be fair we didn't like nil nil i i don't really look first of all, i don't really think it's a bad result per se as long as we get through that, that tie doesn't matter how we do it i mean my arsenal fan should know la but yeah the thing is wow <laughs> that's kidding now like but i'm just saying that it's you, okay la, i mean i see that i understand if your point is saying that he's not rest maybe he could have played a bit more young players fair enough but i think 45 minutes to bruno and 45 minutes to rashford is fair enough like it, it's fair la, because we, his he's he's uh, in his thinking he's thinking that if he plays a two young squad they might get beat 5 uh, 50 or 60 which could eventually could uh, potentially knock us out of the tie and uh, that's not good for us lah so i i guess i understand the the point on him playing in him playing some of our first team players yeah yeah uh-huh. he's just being pragmatic yeah, I think I agree. yeah like imagine you all lose the tie from after what you all did in the first first leg exactly like the, yeah. the backlash oh, yeah. scene so yeah it's a bit risky yeah, yeah. I think he's respecting the opposition he's, and I just feel like that okay la, I get what you mean but I just feel like with the talent we mm. have and the chances we created were not like there was no this was a complete mismatch okay, la. I feel like we we can see it tonight la. I mean your assessment I think is more fair tonight especially I think once the team is 4-0 up in the first leg psychologically they have a, they have like a mindset to take the foot off the gas a bit also so I don't think it's a fair assessment maybe we can we can see maybe like tonight then how how they play and uh, maybe from there you can uh, start your yeah. run next week la, no worries <laughs> also by the way marshal marshal has five touches in opposition ball ah uh, marshal don't get me started on him i don't know what's wrong with him la. a striker yeah, has five <laughs> touches that that's true he, he's all, no no marshal is i don't know what's wrong with him this is his horrendous uh, i hate my yeah. i mean I, uh, he was for some reason i thought like marshal like he scored like what 17 goals last season suddenly i thought he he'll take his game up a notch and for some reason it's just been bad game after bad game i don't know what's wrong with him la. Mm-hmm. yeah but uh, th- that's another debate for another day but but yeah. don't you think that shows that the team is not like flowing right the fact that they're striking really, five yeah. touches in the penalty box mm-hmm. and he's not a one we don't have a 20 goals to be fair we don't even have a 20 no he has only five touches you get he only touched the ball five times in the penalty box of the but there's also uh, what I does it show that means you're not playing to what? him what? No, no but That's our right. style of play isn't relying on the striker to score the goals score the goals man that's also another thing you you we have many different scorers okay bruno is dominating it la but apart from that we do have quite a number of scorers we don't rely on one particular player we don't have that 20 goal season striker to rely on so you can't really make that point la if if we have okay if let's say we had a kane in our team and you tell me he's taking five touches yeah fair enough la okay we are playing badly la we're just not utilizing the striker post properly but it's not like that we our side of place on the counter we are going to we are going to feed balls through the wings and either rashford or whoever is on the other side is going to get on the end of uh, long balls or counter attacking uh, place and that's how we're going to score our goals so you can't really criticize the fact that marshall has only has five touches and yeah i mean he has a bad season that's another story la but yeah yeah then then the criticism mm-hmm. should be on marshall as well Shouldn't he yeah, be yeah, doing uh, more to yeah. get involved? It's more on Martial. Like I, I don't it think it's fair to put it on the only on only. It's hard to blame like. only for them. Yeah. yeah. Okay lah. I, I mean, um, I'm just yeah. I, okay, I, <laughs> I, I don't I don't mean to interrupt the conversation here, but did Pramod answer my question? 
Bruno or if it's yeah if it's Bruno or Rashford like if you had to duct tape one to his yeah, chest yeah, and then Bruno, you only take Bruno, one to old Rashford. <laughs> Bruno, which one? Bruno. I'm, no, I'm just saying. I'm just phrasing it this way so you can't. Obviously, Luke Shaw. Oh yeah. Okay, so Bruno, right? Yeah, yeah. I, nah, yeah. I just want. I wanted to know where you it stand is, it on is. that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, are we done with Manu and Sosida? We can move on. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So uh, up next, <laughs> Arsenal against Benfica. Arsenal won three two. So uh, I let Arjun take this. So let's go. Come on, Arjun. Um. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, when we were two one down, I was yes, I was quite worried because I was actually watching the match, <laughs> and uh, I realized that yeah, this could easily be a repeat of last year. And <laughs> thankfully, this time Obameyang actually took his chances. Uh, yeah, he saved us. Uh. But <laughs> again, it's it's a case of us shooting ourselves in the foot. Uh. Like all three goals of theirs could been could have been avoided. The first was a penalty where. You know, Smithrow, he was a bit lazy when when he was defending across. Then hit him, and it was handball, and it was a penalty. Second goal, uh, we give away a free kick on the stroke of half time, and yeah, it was uh-huh. a completely unnecessary foul. It was uh, Danny Savarios, like <laughs> the guy was, <laughs> like there was no attack forming there, and then he just goes uh-huh. goes to tackle him for some reason, and then yeah, they score <laughs> a super free kick. So I mean, credit to them. And then the second mm-hmm. goal they score is so what happens is that uh, we have a corner. The the their keeper catches it, then he goes straight. He plays a ball straight like a Ellison type to Salah that kind. Yeah, then uh-huh. yeah. So <laughs> so then he surprised for some reason. He looks behind. He sees nobody behind him. He just sees acres of space and he sees the player making the run. And then he uh-huh. and then there's Bellerin and David Luiz to the left and right of him. Instead of hitting it to either of them, for some reason he hits it back to goal, even though he knows the guy <laughs> is running in behind. Oh, wow. Yeah, so wow. I I don't know what he was thinking there. It's just the fun. Maybe he was going for the double bluff. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Dude, dude, we were we were closer to the halfway line to than to Leno. So I don't. <laughs> so yeah, oh I I don't know what God. we were thinking there. I I don't know what he was thinking there. So yeah, he almost cost us the tie. Like he single-handedly almost cost us Europa League, which is. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like it's the most Arsenal thing ever. That's the thing. But hey, but you guys won. Yeah, but at the end, yeah, yeah, yeah I I mean fair play to to like. The few players that actually care about playing proper footballer, like our our season can be summed up by three players: Saka, Tierney, and Aubameyang at times carrying us. Um, and yeah, Tierney yeah. was the one who got the equalizer, and yeah, it was imp- it was important Mo- that he got the equalizer, like because we were like <laughs> nobody else were like was like actually carrying us, like he single handedly injected the energy. So yeah, fair fair play yeah. to Tierney because I think he's a proper leader. He's actually a, someone we can count on as captain in the future. So yeah, wow, in that sense, I, yeah, in that sense, I'm quite happy that we at least have some players. And then finally, I have to, I had to talk about Bukayo Saka because the the guy just continues to surprise me. Like, yeah, he's he's our most played outfield player this season, if I'm not wrong. Wow. And as a young player, oh, right, yeah, as a young player, you you as a fan, you you expect him to to have a bit of a of a deep in form because young players aren't used to playing week in week out at that intensity. But it seems that yeah. every week he plays, he just gets better. And yeah, he he provided the assist for our opening goal. It was a it was a very nice ball in behind for Obameyang, and then Obameyang had a good finish of a chip. And then the third goal was a very good cross to the far post, and then he made Ob- like he literally put it on the plate. Like Obameyang just had to had to move his head forward uh, to finish. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. That's yeah, for for so like Liverpool is like that night in Istanbul. Ball. Yeah. Then Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's incredible. Yeah, yeah. That's what I can see. So, so uh. So Arjun, you 
you are you are complimenting like the commitment of some of the players like you like the commitment yeah i like the commitment but, but not, i want but, to see more not, from the entire team because uh, like it's like we can't keep relying on like two or three players to drag us through the season uh. like they are being paid so much per week and then this is the kind of performance that they come up with like the mm-hmm. like what what are subvios doing and then our center back pairing gabriel and david Gab- this was gabriel's worst game by far i, I don't know. it's like it's like david luis infected him with with clownery syndrome <laughs> <laughs> Yeah like it was it's like wow. it was like either one or the other whenever they had attack one of them will will do some clownery then the other will make up for it and in a way somehow it worked out uh, but yeah I, I I don't know what the hell is going on with that uh. like just just brace yourself for the day that both of them become clowns no it's do is the is the thing with Arsenal like whenever we get a new center back they play well for 2 to 3 months then they learn bad habits from the other clowns at the club then they become a clown themselves Wait, aren't they Brazil's like starting center back partnership sorry <laughs> Are they Brazil's starting centre-back partnership? Why? I don't think David Luiz will be selected for Brazil. Okay. And oh. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, Gabriel, what, maybe in like the future, if he, if, he, if he recaptures his form, I, I definitely think that he could be a huge player for Brazil. But at this, mm. at this time, what, it would be probably, what, Thiago Silva, Marquinho, right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they have Thiago Silva. Okay. Yeah. But Thiago Silva still. Okay, no, we're going off topic. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, So uh okay anyway uh, what I was saying is Arjun you are you you are complimenting the players on their commitment but I think uh really the the people who truly deserve a shout out for their commitment are the people who wake up at 3:45 a.m. to watch Arsenal <laughs> play in the Europa League yeah, yeah you, no even are, even I do, even I don't watch United uh, as mad uh. no because no because <laughs> I I knew some something was going to go down uh, and like uh, <laughs> like the like the one one right I already knew okay these guys are about to about to turn up the cloudy factor and then <laughs> and then it happened yeah. uh, and I was like I was it was like legitimate PTSD uh. and it was the funniest <laughs> thing we are drawn against Olympia Olympiacos the next round oh shit oh, so yeah, yeah. drawn against AC Milan lah I mean <laughs> yeah I know but it's just that because yeah. we were knocked out by Olympiacos last season it brings up very bad bad memories for yeah, me yeah yeah and and the funniest thing is that now they have uh, Socrates big papa <laughs> big papa and, and the center <laughs> of the defense okay and, <laughs> I, i've never heard that one but yeah yeah it's the fu- it's funniest thing is that they had he had an interview and then um, he's like yeah yeah it's a very strange situation because i was with them a month ago and then like yeah but they are very big club and we have to be at our we had to be at our best to repeat last year and i was like repeat last year bro you were with us like a month ago why <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just uh, Arsenal football club. No, Nobody does comedy better than us. So yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so with that, uh, so apart from that, all the apart from one other result. Uh, oh, sorry. Apart from this result, it was a relatively normal week in the Europa League. Uh, barring one result, Leicester versus Slavia Praha. Leicester, Leicester nil, Slavia Praha two. Uh, so what do you guys think? Uh. I think uh this opens up a topic for discussion is are the other top 5 leagues catching up to the EPL in terms of competitiveness let's look over the fact that Slavia Prague uh, are not from a top 5 <laughs> league but uh, <laughs> the 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 question <laughs> it literally says here on 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 the Google Docs uh, EPL equals to Farmers League so <laughs> so what, so what so what do you think about this uh, I'm 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 opening the floor to discussion who put that okay first of first of all who wrote EPL equals Farmers League? Come yeah, on. Oh, no, it's going to be Pramod. No, it was me. Oh, wow. 
it's just a joke. Uh. I don't actually know. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> it's just that this season, I noticed that if you compare our title race and then the other four leagues, the other four leagues are actually more competitive this season, which is not something I expected or not something mm, that happens mm-hmm. very regularly. Like if you look at Bundesliga, RB Leipzig are actually quite close to Bayern, Serie A, you know, Inter and AC Milan. And then Juventus are, are struggling actually to get back in the race. Which shows that mm-hmm. there's a resurgence of some title contenders in the league as well. Then League One, for some reason, PSG aren't at it, and like I think I'm not sure who who was at the top of the league. Before. I think it's Lille. I think it's Lille. Lille, Lille, yeah, Lille. Lille, yeah, Lille, and I think Lyon and Lyon are actually having a pretty good season themselves. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. why I just thought mm, maybe it's an interesting topic to cover. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I have something to say about this. Uh, while it's true that. Our like the no, I don't mean our. Uh, the Premier League, uh, number one spot is more or less cemented for most of the season. Like you, you know who's gonna win the league, like probably way back in December or November sometimes. Uh, so I I feel that although that's the case, I feel that the the subsequent placings from two to eight. I think I still think that EPL is the most competitive league. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah, I agree and, with and, that. And and not yeah, just two right. to eight. You can say you can you can make a case for two to twenty, because Liverpool are losing <laughs> to to Burnley and Brighton. <laughs> so so like it it, it happens because there's like the I think the sheer physicality of the league catches up to teams, and then that opens the door for 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 quote unquote smaller clubs to to win against quote unquote bigger clubs. Mm. So. I feel that is a purely Premier League thing right now. Although you could you could sort of make a case for La Liga, but I think that's more of that's more due to um, clubs like Barcelona mismanaging their teams rather than the actual physicality of the league catching up to them. If you watch Barcelona, let's say like 15-16 Barcelona, they essentially just like they're playing against Aba, you know, like Aba is a club with a stadium of a capacity of like 20,000 fans. So like if you, when Barcelona plays against Eibar, of course they're gonna win. Like there's there's no chance that Eibar are gonna win. So like uh, I feel it's that kind of uh, La Liga is that kind of league where I think all the all the supreme players in the world they sort of have their sights on La Liga mm. and they just go to either Barcelona or Real right. Madrid. And the talent is so concentrated in these two clubs and Atletico. Also, sorry, so the talent is so concentrated among these three clubs that. Like the other clubs almost don't matter. Mm. Like so, that's th- so that's why I feel specifically about La Liga. I think a good way uh, to back up your point is uh, if you look at the Spanish team, it's just Madrid and Barca. Whereas if you look at the English national team, is from every like even yeah. for example Grealish or like Barnes or like mm. Calvert Lewin. You have like good point, players good point. from every single right. club. So actually, 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 nothing drives home this point more than the fact that uh, five years ago we were referring to the top four clubs, the top four clubs. Now we are calling it. Top six, because suddenly Tottenham's in the mix. So, so like, uh, I feel that I mean that's growth. That's growth towards a more competitive league and an overall more entertaining league to watch. Yeah, and then now we have the classic top six, and then the current top six. Because like Leicester is in the top six. Yeah, right, that, right? yeah. See, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah. Are West Ham still in the top six? Yeah, they are. Uh, they are I think they are fourth. I think. Yeah, top yeah. four. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Dude, uh, I mean, come on. One bro. point I wanted to raise, like, because I do agree that, like, in terms of. Overall competitiveness, game by game, like more, more, more teams are getting involved, and like more teams are being competitive in the Premier League. But is there a worry that Man City are, is gonna kind of form a monopoly where they are just way too good for the rest of the league? 
I think it'll be um, more of a because you talk about know, talent concentration Liverpool, right in uh, Barcelona and no. and Real Madrid, <coughs> and the way that Man City mm. are operated, they they're not going to stop spending and their recruitment is top notch, which means that mm. over the years the right, there's going to be even more and more of a gulf in quality almost. Oh mm. okay yeah there's a there, I I have a I have a reply for that because if if any if any league can spend to catch up with the leaders it's the premier league if the premier league can't do it no one else can yeah. do it right but and as of right now there's no other league that can like you're not going to see uh, who's 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 like bottom of the uh, who's bottom of the la liga J- just give me some small la liga club granada fc granada yeah, yeah, yeah. Granada you're, you're not going to see okay oh wait what oh, oh god <laughs> <laughs> west coast immediately <laughs> yes <laughs> Wait, what? Con- congratulations. Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> Actually, uh, I just want to add on this. So, okay. Oh my god, Eba is still in La Liga. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, yeah, yeah. No. Um, Huesca. Huesca, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. they, are, they are bottom of the table. Okay. okay. Uh, Vikas, Vikas, go on. Yeah, yeah. No, as in, if you think about it, right, I feel in Singapore, right, You, the way Premier League is advertised to us actually speaks volumes about the amount of marketing power the Premier League has. Like, yeah. to be honest, right, would you rather watch a United uh, Sheffield game or would you rather watch, I don't know, uh, A-Bar versus whatever, what's the club name you just said? Huesca. A-Bar versus Huesca. Ah, West, yeah, okay, I don't <laughs> even know the club's name. Like, I can't even pronounce it, okay? So yeah, yeah, would you rather watch that Aliga game or would you rather watch the Premier League game? It's more likely to watch the Premier League games. And yeah. <clears throat> it has to do with Okay, it might be a bit um, biased because I think the way the the local television advertises to us is Premier League is the main league we should focus on. Like, and also like yeah. it also speaks volumes about the amount of money that uh, Premier League clubs have in the way they're able to advertise to a remote country which is in the far east. I mean, yeah, I mean we are we are still quite we are developed and all that. Yeah, but what I mean is that that itself that in, that is one major reason I think why. We feel we are as fans. I feel one good way to judge competitiveness is if you're able to watch the match live. If you're able to watch a, a Sheffield and Burnley game, that means that that league that league is competitive, and it has a lot to do with the buying power buying power of the Premier League itself, lah. That's what I think, mm-hmm. and yeah, the way they're able to market themselves, especially in yeah. uh, many countries. And the best managers are all here, also in my opinion. So. Yeah, that's true. The best managers are all here. Actually, that's a uh, sorry because do you have anything to add? Mm, no, not really. You can continue. Okay, okay. So yeah, I was gonna say, uh, I I don't know if I've brought this up in a previous episode, but every single like top manager you can think of, apart from uh the the Bayern manager, uh apart from the Bayern manager and Simeone has managed in the Premier League. Every single one that's mm. in the game right now. So like uh, what you have Barcelona, you have Coleman. He used to manage Everton for God's sake. So like <laughs> <laughs> fire for Everton. So is is at at this point is like almost any excuse to like managers are are really looking for the Premier League. I feel it's a very very desirable league both for players and managers. So when a league reaches that status, you have the best of the best coming in. I know this contradicts my point about the best players going to Barcelona, but when you have the best of the best coming in, not just to fill a team. So essentially, what's happening is, like, it's the exact thing that is happening at Barcelona and Real Madrid is happening to the Premier League as a whole. Like, you have big managers taking up uh, clubs that are that are I I don't want to say smaller, but I mean you have Ancelotti who's a who's a what three times Champions League winner managing Everton. 
So I mean I don't mean it in a in a in a in a in a, <laughs> in a degrading way, but there's a there's a like I mean okay Ancelotti is managing Everton. How crazy does that sound? Imagine twenty years ago you say, like when when Ancelotti was managing AC Milan, say well, that guy's going to manage Everton one day, like how how crazy would that be? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. This so is I fair. I feel, I feel the Premier League is still number one. Is the Premier League is still king? Like, yeah, th- that's just my. And in, I'm very passionate. In about terms it, of, honestly. in terms of player recruitment, also you think about it. How many players did Chelsea sign this season? Timo Werner, Kai yeah. Havertz, Hakim Ziyech. All these were proper champ, like world class Champions League players, and they were able to attract them to the Premier League. And that itself speaks volumes about. Okay, one is the buying power, and and Chelsea aren't necessarily like dominating the league right now, but they're able to attract that kind of uh, pedigree of players. And yeah, I think that itself is. Quite amazing, lah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, Arjun okay. definitely has a point, lah, in terms of catching up. But they're not there yet, lah. But yeah, I think that would be a good summary of what we discussed. Uh, I don't think they will ever get there, to be honest. Same. I don't uh, think I, they I, ever. I really, get really there. don't. I just, I really I don't. Just... The, the, the Premier League is too big. Okay. Let me ask you guys a question. Do you guys see a Leicester happening anywhere else in any of the top five leagues? No, actually, no. I don't see. Okay, you think, guess, but to be, I guess what, to be fair, I didn't see a Leicester happening in the Premier League also <laughs> before Leicester won. Yeah, but but, but you're right. Yeah, like, the remote yeah, possibility, yeah, do you yeah, think, yeah. is ever possible? Like, you think PSG are going to? Okay, maybe PSG might lose it to another a fellow top four club, lah. But like Lille, for example. But mm-hmm. do you think? I don't know someone at the bottom. I I think Arjun mentioned Monaco just now. Right? Monaco had a bad season under Andre, right? Yeah. Yeah, but. I mean, okay, Monaco were pretty good at one point in time, lah. So yeah, they did win the league one. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. So for them, is more. Okay, that's a fair point, lah. If you think about it, me. It's. I think Anjun has a. The reason why I brought up this topic is because more of like the the first position is always cemented. Like three of the past four years, if you come, if you finish this year, Man City are going. Like Liverpool, Liverpool or City, Liverpool or City, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's his point, which I agree with. But also because point of two to twenty. Makes it makes the league more. Fun yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but okay. Why? If you say this right, I I would say I would say like, even if City and Liverpool are dominating the league, right, you can still expect a club like Brighton or I don't know West Ham to pull yeah. off a result against yeah, Liverpool to, to or City. Them. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and that I do not think you could think of in like La Liga or. I think oh, Syria yeah. is actually slowly catching up. Uh, to be fair, like Syria. I think Syria, is, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like yeah. AC Milan, Syria like is, after years yeah. of dominance by Juventus, finally. Inter and AC Milan are stepping up and uh, giving a good run for their money, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Can I can I just step into this uh, yeah, on, argument about the second to twentieth? Because yeah. um, I just feel that we are looking more at the Premier League second to twentieth battle because we are invested in the Premier League. Like we have a bigger interest in the Premier League. Yeah, like if you look adds at, on to my point, like, Yeah, correct. I mean, if you look at uh, um, La Liga, for example. There's about there's less than forty points between sixth and twentieth. Eh, what? There's less than twenty points between sixth and twentieth. Mm-hmm. So it's it's actually like very tight in the battle for uh, league position beyond European sports, lah. So I feel that maybe if uh, if we were more invested in uh, La Liga, then we will be mm. looking at that and yeah, saying, pretty. oh, it's more competitive now. And maybe that's that's what uh, that's backing up Arjun's point in a way, because uh, we don't see that side of uh, other teams because we other leagues because we just don't care enough. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I think okay. the the reason why we don't care enough is the way 
Premier League is marketed marketed to us as yeah, compared yeah. to the yes. other leagues. That's a that's a massive part. Like I don't even think we have La Liga available. Like we do, we do, we do. Is it okay? I, yeah. I, I, And it was it about, was not available for a while. Uh. I think it's it's it was, about one third the price of uh, Premier League. Uh. Yeah, but people yes, still want to buy the Premier point. League. Why is that so? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People will still buy Premier League over yeah. other leagues. Yeah. Okay, so okay. Uh, okay, actually, actually I want to give a simple. Okay, I just want to give one, add one last point. You t- you think about our show itself, right? We only focus on the European clubs, uh, when it's UEFA Champions. I mean UEFA Champions League or UEFA Europa, Europa League. Apart from yeah. that, we only focus on Premier League. That itself speaks a lot, lah. About what. About how the Premier League is appealing to us and other leagues aren't. Yeah. That's the truth, lah. And I feel like the mm-hmm. La Liga, right? Mm. Because they spend so much time in the past with when Ronaldo and Messi were there. They the way they marketed their league was based on the individual brilliance of those two players, whereas the mm. Premier League mm. focused on the competitiveness of the entire league. Like twenty yeah. teams, <coughs> these twenty teams are all capable of getting a result against anybody in the league. And then yeah. now with fair, fair, yeah. now with Ronaldo gone and. And then of course Messi, who, I mean he's still doing bits uh, this season. I think he has the most goal involvements this year. Like it's almost okay. as if he's carrying the league by himself. And yeah, it's true. I uh, guess I only yeah, watch La Liga Barca, highlights for Messi. That's it. Yeah, that's why Barca want to keep hold of him because they yeah. know if they lose him, the league, the yeah. the whole coverage yeah, of the yeah. league is gone to the next. Honestly, the league. whole La Liga would 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 have been happy when would have breathed a sigh of relief when he stayed because they know without him, it's they're going to yeah. fall back even further eventually. Mud. They, they are absolutely in the money. Yeah. There, there are people who who are Barcelona fans simply because they are Messi fans. Yeah, exactly. Right. I think si- the same so, case was for Madrid. Yes, yeah, same right. case for for Ronaldo. Yeah. So, <laughs> Hala like, Gigi. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, uh, j- just to just to uh, I guess sort of uh, reply to Tarun's uh, Tarun, you were saying about La Liga, right? Yeah. Okay. So the so that I mean this this just I'm I'm adding fuel to the fire. If you the top six. In La Liga, have a combined total of twenty-four losses among them. Mm-hmm. The top six of the Premier League has a combined total of thirty-six losses among them. So, mm. oh sorry, thirty-two. Yeah, thirty-two losses among them. So, I think, like, I I I know it's a, it's a very one-dimensional way of looking at it, but at least when you look at it that way, the Premier League seems more competitive to me. Yeah, yeah I mean, okay, I was mainly just referring to the uh, non-European spots, which is yeah, more yeah, yeah, competitive. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the, that's a side of a league that we don't see. Like, if you're not actually interested in the league, unless, uh, like, if you're talking about La Liga, unless you actually support, uh, I don't know, Valencia or Getafe, you're not going to know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, 14, yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So from from the eyes of people who support a Champions League sides, like, like quote unquote bigger clubs, the Premier League is more competitive. Like, uh, mm. I, yeah. To to sort of support your point, actually. Uh, the gap between 17th and 6th in La Liga is 15 points. The gap between 17th and 6th in the Premier League is 14. Is 14 points. So, mm. so yeah. Okay, fine. You, you, I think you have a point there. That's a very good point. Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's a very good way of looking at it. So, uh, that was a very good topic. Uh, we talked about it for quite a long time. So, <laughs> can we move on? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, uh. <laughs> uh Once again tonight, uh, there's a big game, Manu versus Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea who have found uh, some much needed form. Uh, after Tuchel came in and they're playing very well. So, uh, what do you think is going to happen, guys? What's your score predictions for this for this match? I can see it becoming another snooze fest, honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think yeah, it's, it's going to be a very bang average game for some reason. I United mm-hmm. want to preserve our away form. 
Tuchel doesn't want uh-huh. to lose because he hasn't lost. Uh-huh. So it's just yep. going to be safety first. I see it's yep. just going to be like 1-1 or something. 0-0, yeah. It's going to be quite boring. Yeah, I think this has nil-nil potential. I, uh, but I think my 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 prediction is based heavily on the reverse fixture, fixture which was also... The reverse fixture was also nil-nil, right? Was it not? Yeah, it was yeah, nil-nil. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a terrible yeah, it was game. a snooze-fest, bro. <laughs> As, yeah, as, like, even talking about this game is putting me to sleep, bro. That was, that, that was, a, that was a bad <laughs> And that's game. so ironic, eh? If you look at the attacking talent and... Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's super ironic, but... No, but I, I it feel is. like it's it's been the Man United strategy this entire season. Whenever they go away to uh, the traditional big six clubs, I, yeah. I, I think they have like three or four nil-nil results this season. Huh. And maybe yeah, they yeah. just adopt, it's quite adopt surprising the strategy of preserving their yeah. their points, I guess, or like yeah, they don't want to lose as much. Yeah, yeah. Like last season, we were winning all these big games, and suddenly for some reason, this season we are just like <coughs> grinding on boring draws, la. And uh, which yeah. is why I predict one-one uh, <coughs> also, la. I'm hoping for a goal so that it's worth watching it, la. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, twelve thirty at night. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm I'm really hoping there's a way for both teams to lose, but <laughs> <laughs> there yeah, is uh, if like two players from each team get injured and then it's a deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wow! My my man Tarun still holding on to some hope, bro. <laughs> Liverpool are doing Liverpool are doing so bad. I think they are gonna lose in the menu versus Chelsea match, bro. Like <laughs> that's, that's, they can't seem to stop catching L's right now, man. Are during the match, Sheffield? you get a, playing Sheffield next, right? No, during the match, you yeah, get a uh, sing, no, you get a playing... notification saying someone else got injured from Liverpool or some shit. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Minute number five. Oh, right, I won't bro. even be surprised, man. Ozan Kabak oh, injured. Injured. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ankle-breaking tackle from Genie Wandala who's leaving to Barcelona oh, no. or something. <laughs> Kabak collides I've, with uh, Davies and both of them injured for six. <laughs> I've just, I, I just realised that Henderson is injured. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. How long before Klopp starts in server? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Big big Jürgen up, up top. Oh my. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we should get moving guys oh yeah, yeah. predictions yeah. predictions uh, let's uh, probably let's start, start yeah, with you so and, uh, try to do it in English yeah. uh, nil nil okay uh, Vikas 1-1 one, 1-1 one. One, one. Arjun in English please 1-0 <laughs> to the mighty blues <laughs> mighty the mighty blues. blues biggest club in London uh, Three uh, that's, that's, over that's a hat trick that's a big <laughs> Okay, uh, continue. Okay, uh, Tarun, Tarun. West Ham is I actually also, think United yeah. will nick this 1-0. Mm. Okay, so, sorry, you're going to say United are going to edge this 1-0? They're going okay. to win 1-0, I think. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, oh my god, this is... Uh, this has... Oh, dude, this, this, has uh, this has a 1-0 written all over it, I think. It's a 1-0 to United. I like it. Mm. Mm. I like the optimism. Oh, but then... <laughs> yeah, I'll take it, guys. I'll take it. <laughs> Okay, so, 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 so that fixture done. Uh, actually, it's a good thing that it's happening at twelve thirty. We're all gonna be sleeping anyway. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, let's move on. Huh? Uh, What's now going moving to do? on? Okay. <laughs> no, I mean that. Oh, we have to cut this out, bro. There, there's a, there's a. I'm, I'm gonna cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Moving on to shouts from the stands. Uh, last week we asked you who is the best centre back. 
uh, of all time and we've had uh, by the way there is a right answer a... to this question and yeah, we're looking at that last <laughs> yes yes definitely I back him okay, up on so, that okay so uh, we've had quite a few answers uh, not many but uh, a lot of uh, a lot of submissions but in terms of unique answers we have about we have about three actually four but we'll get to that uh, okay, so first of all, uh, overwhelming response in favor of Franz Beckenbauer as the as the best centre back of all time. We uh, we have uh, at John Ignatius and at Gunamutu at CB one three zero four. Oh, it's not overwhelming. John Ignatius has given three three <laughs> three separate explanations. Okay, 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 okay. So yeah, so these three people have uh, said uh, Franz Beckenbauer. So. Um, who wants to take this? Yeah, I think I'll take this. Okay. So yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good shout. Um, of course, we don't really know much about him because he's way back. But yeah, like if you speak to like the older generations, they usually talk about Beckenbauer as someone who innovated or like who evolved as a centre back. And he actually, I read, I read up on him a bit, and he actually grew up idolizing a striker called Waltz Fritter, and he was mm-hmm. someone who played for. West Germany, yeah, Fritz Walter, sorry, yeah, and then mm-hmm. yeah, so he was actually he was actually a striker growing up, and oh. uh, yeah, so when he was in Bayern Munich's academy, he was playing in a forward role most of the times, and uh-huh. he eventually got shifted to midfield, and then obviously eventually he became a centre back, and what's so what's so crazy about it is that he was good in all three positions, and yeah, so like he was that pioneering sweeper defender, I guess. And yeah, mm-hmm. like his all-round play was was yeah I think one of the best of all time. Uh, cause he cause he was brought up as a striker. Obviously, his finishing was very good. He was known for taking free kicks. I think like he would take free kicks for Bayern Munich and Germany, which is pretty impressive. And mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, he was he was good at tackling. He had no weaknesses to this game in that sense. Uh, cause he was able. He was a ball playing centre back in that time. Uh, which is yeah very very impressive. Before it was cool. Yeah, before it was a mainstream thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, he could dribble with the ball at his feet. He could he could find people. Yeah, so like the I think something that's very unique about Skrida is that he's played like in, as a defender, as a midfielder, and a forward, and he's excelled at everything. And obviously, mm-hmm. eventually, when he became a centre back, he was so dominant there in because of his build and yeah, just the fact that he was so all rounded. So yeah, I think a very good shot. Mhm. Yep. Uh, also, a little side note: he he won the World Cup both as a coach and captain of Germany. This is wow. information provided by John Ignatius. So I think that's a very both as a player and a manager. I think that's a very yeah. niche club. And also the fact that he won the Ballon d'Or twice uh, as a defender that's very very impressive. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's big. True. Well, who's the last defender to win? Come Cambiaso is it? I think so. Oh yeah, Cambiaso. Two thousand. Wait, is Cambiaso a defender? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Wait, who am I thinking about? No, wait. There's a Cambiaso, a dog. midfielder? I'm, I'm. I think, I think I'm. I think I'm. Cambiaso used to play for Leicester, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah midfielder. Yeah, he was... yeah, he's a midfielder. Yeah. Who was the defender? Was it him? Or maybe. No. Wait, wait, wait. Simple Google search. It was Cannavaro. Last defender. Fabio Cannavaro. Ah, Cannavaro. Cannavaro. Yes, Cannavaro. Yeah, man, Cannavaro. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it should have been Van Dijk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I agree uh, with that. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, I do, I do think. Next week, guys. Next week. Next week. 
next week next week <laughs> okay so okay i think the player manager thing like uh winning the world cup both as a player and as a coach is quite crazy because i can't even think of another player who has done that uh is there another player who has done that i don't know. i'm just asking before we move on not off the top of my head uh, but yeah say not off the top of my having head. having trouble remembering any okay well uh it's a very good case made for france beckenbauer and uh we move on to the next suggestion uh we have quite a few people who say well quite a few we have two people who said uh <laughs> john terry at aniguni and uh, at gokul 17 Uh, they say John Terry. Ani Guni says John Terry won everything and played every minute in 2015 at the age of 33 when they won the league. I remember that. It's a very impressive feat for any player at 33 years old, especially John Terry who didn't really have that much pace. So it shows how well he can read the game. And uh, <laughs> and Gokul 17 says uh, John Terry, captain, leader, legend, won it all. and was in the world 11 five consecutive times i actually didn't know that and he says he's a he's a banging player ask win bridge he would know wow this is as a wow brilliant as a, if you don't know what that uh, means do a simple google search and <laughs> we'll keep it pg who wants to take this uh, i'll take it up okay yeah uh, so okay i was just looking up at uh, terry's record i i actually didn't know he had won so many um, accolades as a captain mm-hmm. so he has uh, five premier league titles five is insane uh, just putting it out there four more than liverpool uh, then <laughs> <laughs> i just had to say that Why? okay <laughs> four fa cups uh, three league league cups one uefa europa league and uh, one champions league title so he is one of five players to have made over 500 appearances for chelsea and is also the club's uh, all time leading scorer for a defender So yeah I mean he's just I mean I think that speaks for itself it's just amazing stats and yeah I mean for me I only remember the infamous uh, slip in the 2008 Champions League final which uh, cost Chelsea yeah yeah but yeah. apart from that I mean I think he's a banging player as Gokul would put it and uh, <laughs> yeah I mean uh, actually <clears throat> regarding this right so I was actually watching the World Cup I think 50 more shocking moments the, the show by BBC and uh, mm-hmm. one of it was I mean for regarding 2010 World Cup And it, he came back into the World Cup squad right after this incident, if I'm not wrong. And actually, uh-huh. he was putting his... Yeah, and one of the shocking moments was how he was putting his heart and soul for England. And one of the... I think he... I, I think he was on the goal line and the striker uh, took a shot. He used his face, right? He used, yeah, his, he used face his face to face, block yeah. the... It was basically a grounded yeah, shot. And then he used his yeah, face to try and block it. So, yeah, that's something like... Yeah. Not many people do like... Only like... world class like really elite level defenders would do that where they'll put their face where people be uh, afraid to put their feet at so yeah i think that itself it's just amazing like yeah uh, he is so, definitely a, so, indeed a banging so player so why so why hasn't anyone said phil jones and david <laughs> lewis <laughs> no, no okay okay just just running off what you're saying because yeah. uh, i feel it's it's truly the the mark of a of Uh, elite level player when they can have all this negative press around them and they still a give their heart and soul on the pitch and b actually perform on the pitch because it's so it's so hard when everyone is sort of against you because you're public enemy number one at that point yeah so like uh, all football fans they need someone to hate at any given point of time yeah. and john terry was that person for a, a good two years true, true because of everything he did with wayne bridge and 
Yeah. Also, let's not yep. forget the the season where they considered fifteen goals only. That's an in, mm. insane step. He was yep. part of that defense. Yep. Mm. Yep. It's a. That's a very. I, actually, not many people say. I I mean we've had submissions, but if you go out and ask people like who's the best centre back of all time, I don't really think John Terry comes up as much as it should. And but but he's here. Yeah. And so Honestly, I was quite surprised with John Terry now. with. Uh, yeah. Two, I was quite surprised itself. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, can we move on? Yeah. Yes. Sure. Sure. Okay. So uh, I have special instructions. Uh, this submission, I will just ask Pramu to talk about it, and then he will introduce you. So go on, Pramu. Oh, uh, that was by that was for Tarin actually. But okay. This is this is this is this is okay. Okay, it still works. 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 Okay, it's fine. It's fine. No, 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 no. We 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 do we do promos one first. Okay. So uh okay so at uh Putur Tejas he says Puyol, and uh I'm gonna I'm gonna okay lah. I will keep it short lah because I think we all we all. You all know what a player Puyol was, and I was like in P four when I saw him absolutely like be a rock of a defender against United in the Champions League final when we lost. And okay, so Puyol, as we all know him for his elegance, like we don't we we don't need talk about his elegance. It's more of the 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 wall of the team, and yep. and that is very true because he 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 was actually like we don't talk about this side of him, but he's actually very versatile. He can play on both flank and. Although he was a right back in the initial part of his career, he also played a, as a defensive midfielder, and he was also described as like a, a very robust and no-nonsense kind of player. And contrary to what people think, he actually actually came out of the Barcelona academy, and also how we all have this perception that everyone who comes out of the academy are very elegant, right? He's not. He wasn't like the most gifted player. That's why he was actually partnered with someone like PK to form that uh, central defensive partnership. For both Barca and Spain, so that his rock solid defensive nature can complement Pique's more elegant ball playing style. So, and also, Pique once also said, "Uh, he's someone who even if you're winning three 0 and there's a few seconds left in the game, will shout at the top of his voice at you if he thinks your concentration is going." And mm-hmm. that shows his resolute and very disciplined nature. And he was also another player like, uh, what, uh, Vika said, someone who's just not. Afraid to do anything to put his head and put his body in front of the ball and block it, so yeah, he's one of the best defenders. Like he's someone actually we we actually don't really talk about because of our investment in the Premier League, like what we discussed earlier this episode. But he's definitely up there as one of the best defenders, like at least in my lifetime, like when I was growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I agree with everything you just said, but uh, just as a side note, did anyone get a sort of Secondary school presentation vibe from that, from that whole <laughs> monologue by Pramod. <laughs> <laughs> my my man is reading from cue cards, bro. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that bad, lah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, j- jokes okay. aside, I think uh, Puyol is a brilliant shout. Uh, I actually, uh, I have to admit, I don't really know much about him because I haven't, I I didn't really watch him play that much. I've always been like a EPL, like I, I always watch Premier League. So, uh, but. I've seen some of the tackles he has done, some of the last ditch tackles. I think he was one of the best, uh, even as a guy who who doesn't watch La Liga that much. But I see he's one of the best in terms of tackling. 
like mm. last ditch slide tackles. I think he was amazing in that. But yeah, that's just my two cents. Uh, so uh, anyone has anything to say about Puyol? Do you all, do you all remember that the, the the time when they kicked a ball like he someone laced the ball and then he just put his head in front of the ball? If you all remember. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah those are the kind of things yeah. he's known for. And he's not particularly a big guy. Yeah. He's one point seven eight, which is not amazingly huge for yeah. Like, defender. Actually, you know that's yeah. that's crazy to to be a top level centre back. He's one point seven eight. No, I know he was short, but yeah, yeah. one point seven eight. Yep. Usually defenders these days are at least one point eight and one point nine. So yep. to have his physical. To one one point eight is too short to be a centre back these days. Jamie Carragher yeah. is one point eight three and he's considered shorter. Oh my God, he's one point seven eight. That's that's that just makes everything so much more impressive. Mm. Exactly. Yep. He's a great ah, sportsman that's, that's, as well. Yeah. Excellent leader as well. Oh. Yep. Oh. Okay, move on. Okay. Yep. Good shout, uh, Puyol. Only one one person saying Puyol. That's quite interesting. Uh, so, okay, now we move on. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who the player is and then I'm going to give it to Tarun. Go on. Okay, guys. So, we have reached the point where I tell you guys the definitive right answer to this question. So, the mm-hmm. player that... I'm going to talk about he's an excellent leader he's an excellent defender very talented he's won silverware with his club and the player I'm talking about he's none other than Vikas wow what a guy <laughs> wow that's right silverware go on go on he's a captain he's a captain who led our team to the Sinda Futsal Fives third place runner up <laughs> and uh, he's been very unlucky with injuries in yeah. recent times in fact, he's still recovering from an ACL. <laughs> so committed to the game that that that's even right. with the with the with with the ACL that's not fully healed, he proceeded to play football and then tore his ACL again. <laughs> that's that that is commitment. That that's the that that's just, a that just shows how much passion he has for the game. And uh, really, yeah. this uh, there's only two people who said Vikas for some reason, and that was uh, at Charan twelve fan of the show, and at Aniguni. And I don't know why there's only two people. There should be a lot more shots for this. My personal vote goes to Vikas. Everyone here at TNT agrees that this is the right answer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He loves PES yeah. so much. He loves it more than FIFA. Let's not forget his, uh, his centre-back partner. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> oh big shout-out to... <laughs> why Jero are we doing George. this? Shout-out to... Go on, go on. I love this, I love this. Carry on, carry on. Like big shout-out to Gerald George. Maybe Vikas, you want to say a few words about your centre-back partner. Oh, this can I man. can I say some words about Gerald George? You can you can knock on his door and he'll still blue tick you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I'd be very surprised if he watches this. Uh. <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! Yeah, wait, 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 we, we have going. to move on. We, we yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Gerald George is okay. Let's keep it short. Uh. Gerald George is an amazing player who scores important goals for the club just on the wrong side of the net. No, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's a very good player. He plays. In case you all don't know, he plays with me uh, as my centre back partner <coughs> in my Sunday league, and he's a uh, another amazing player and uh, definitely a fantastic shot by Anigani. I think that's the best answer anyone has given uh-huh. overall. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is this is this has gone off uh, gone out of hand. So I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna move it. I'm gonna move it. We're gonna end soon, but before that, uh, we're gonna do L of the week and Dub of the week. And uh, this week's L of the week goes to Brighton and Hove Albion for for losing one nil, but not just that, they missed two penalties in the match, so they <laughs> they could have won two one, 
but they ended up losing one nil. Oh yeah, they used two penalties. No, oh, that's two penalties one one thing. And did you guys see the free kick, which uh, yeah. was very controversial? Yeah, yeah. they they took Luchos. a massive L on that. Uh. Uh, if you guys didn't know, so basically, uh, I think Louis Dunk, right? Louis Dunk took the free kick, and he wanted to take it early, so he asked the referee's permission, and the referee blew mm-hmm. the whistle. He took it early, and then the referee realized he screwed up, uh-huh. and then he he blows his whistle a second time, and he uh-huh. blew it right before the ball ends up in the net. And then there's a VA. Ooh. Initially, the goal was awarded. Then the VAR check, and there was some confusion, and then end up the goal wasn't awarded, and the players weren't informed of it. And the thing is, the the most jarring thing about this was, Louis Dung apparently asked the referee if he could take it early, and the referee said yes. The referee was Lee Mason, I think. Yeah. And yeah, is is yeah, it's just uh, horrendous. Another example of. Pre- Premier League with the cloudy. platinum standard refereeing yet again. <laughs> <laughs> Only in the Premier League. Yeah. The most the most competitive league for amazing football and horrendous refereeing. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. If you guys haven't watched it, you should go watch it. The thing is, yeah, you yeah, can't sorry, even sorry. blame VAR for this. Uh. This is just the referee yeah. being just the incompetent. Referee being. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, but the L of the week still goes to Brighton and Hove Albion, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, okay. Definitely, yeah. Two minutes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the dub of the week, we are actually gonna give the dub of the week to two people, uh, John Stones and Ruben Diaz. Now I came across this incredible statistic: uh, John Stones and Ruben Diaz have scored more goals between the two of them than Man City have conceded as a whole in the past sixteen games. In the last sixteen yes, games that they have played together as a as a centre back partnership, insane. that's that's insane. Wow. So the, we we are truly witnessing some alien level football yes. from Man City. Or honestly, I I I am in awe, and uh, I think as a Liverpool fan, uh, like if we dis if we forget about recent results, I think it says a lot about where Man City are. I think they are one notch above Liverpool. Uh, not just right now, like if Liverpool are at their best and Man City are at their best, I think Man City are at a whole different level. Yeah, like I mean, feel, I feel yeah. that uh, Liverpool over the next two years might only get a, a a chance at winning the title, or any other club might only get a chance at winning the title because Man City slipped out, yeah. because yeah. they are they are truly on a league of their own. Do we feel that yeah, Ruben Diaz is the best centre back now, like on form? In the world, uh, is it? Like, I would say no, even in the league, world. Uh, no, 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 I think Premier League. I think Premier League. I think it's fair. Possible, uh, yeah. Stones. Stone, I mean, Diaz is, a Diaz is better. Shop. I mean, Stones contributes with. Goals. I mean, okay. To be right. fair, they are benching Laporte, lah. So yeah, that in itself, yeah. <laughs> Laporte can easily fit into a title-winning team. And yeah, the fact that he's being benched is pretty uh, insane. Yeah. Why yeah. I say Diaz is because he's been a constant and like I feel like he's galvanized their defense. Like uh-huh. true. Like yeah. the uh, like if you compare their results before the acquisition and after the acquisition of him, you can see how how much better they are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he's sub, yeah. and he's, and I'm sure that he's, like we all talk about Pep's rotation roulette uh, because we play FPL a lot. One guy <laughs> that is barely affected by this is Ruben Diaz one, and maybe De Bruyne when he's fit. So yeah, that just speaks mm-hmm. about the quality. Uh. If you're able to start week in week out in a Pep team, then yeah, that just speaks to. He gives me Van Dyke vibes, honestly. When he first come into the club, how he galvanized the whole team. Yeah, there's actually yeah. been a lot of uh, comparisons to Van Dyke in terms of. Diaz's impact on the city defense. Mm. I don't necessarily agree because of the teams that they both walked into, but yeah. he's been uh, he's he's actually been a quite a key player in the defensive prowess this season. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so uh, are we <clears throat> are we done? So I think with that we can. Uh, anyone else have anything to add? Uh, no, not really. No, nope. not really. Okay. Okay, sick. Uh, okay, so uh, with that we've come to the end of uh, episode six of the Next Team podcast. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Follow us on Instagram at the Next Team SG. Uh, if you want to get featured next week on our shots from the stand segment, catch us on Spotify and YouTube. Uh, we are. We are on there as the next team podcast, and uh, follow us on all these platforms. Also, join our FPL uh, Fantasy Premier League while you're at it. Yeah, the link to that is in our Instagram bio. So thank you so much for watching, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. Peace. Ciao, guys. Ciao, guys.